You're listening to On the Record. On the Record. Yeah, it's um, hard to find a job sometimes when you're in the bouncing around homeless mm, shelters. Right. Secretary Benjamin Carson wants to shift funds within the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development to encourage more investment and to bolster programming for voucher recipients. But critics worry that this shift is balanced with cuts to other programs that are just too deep. Today on The Morning Record, Mary Ellen Godin joins us to talk about the potential impact on Meriden. U.S. Senator Richard Blumenthal joined city officials Friday to talk about their concerns with the Trump administration's budget proposal. But Carson has been defending the budget as a way to help more people get out of public housing. Today is April 1st. I'm Mike Savino, and this is The Morning Record. So we are now joined by staff writer Mary Ellen Godin uh, to talk about Meriden's concerns with some federal housing vouchers. Mary Ellen, thanks for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me. So I guess we should start with, uh, I guess, what's prompting Meriden's uh, concerns, and that is the uh, budget that we've seen from uh, President Donald Trump. Uh, in particular, we're talking about the the HUD, the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, housing mm-hmm. and Urban Development Budget. Right. Uh, what does that look like, and why? What? Uh, why would Meriden be concerned? Well, we're we're looking at um, you know a budget proposal um, coming from the Trump administration that um, cuts 8.7 billion dollars, or 16 percent, over last year um, from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. Um, you know, given the um, numbers of programs and um, residents, li- families living in federal public housing. Um, this is concerning to not only just Meriden, but um, public housing throughout Connecticut and across the country. How would this affect Meriden? Obviously, we've seen uh, the MHA try to do a lot of these public-private right. partnerships. Um, so what kind of effect would this federal cut have? Well, um, the, fe- the federal cut is um, about 47% of the operating um or the uh, repair and maintenance budgets, uh, capital improvements, um, you know, windows, elevators, and community towers. Um, you know, it's important to say that um, after the demolition of the Mills Memorial Project, where the MHA lost um, 144 units of federal housing stock, um, community towers um, and its 200 and 21 units remains the only federal housing left in the city. Um, you know, in anticipation of the cutbacks from HUD, um, Meriden has reached out and has done more um, uh, private partnerships um, and has created more mixed income development and try to steer away from public housing. Um, so in actuality, Meriden might be... Um, in a, in a better position than some of the other housing authorities that rely strictly on federal funding. But as you said, obviously the community towers uh, right. still relies on the the HUD funding. Exactly. Uh, so that brings us to today and, and uh, what happened today. Well, basically, you know, um, it, in addition to the capital um, cuts to the capital um, spending. Um, there's also cuts in um, the Section 8 voucher program, which would uh, would mean that um, many of the families, um, Meriden has an estimated about 800 families now on sec- 
Section 8 that it oversees that program, those some of those costs will go up. Um, you know, families are under this budget. Families are going to be expected to pay more for rent per month, and um, in, in addition to other other cuts taking place in the program. And so, how uh, what are what is Meriden doing um, based on these concerns, and, and how are they hoping to um, um, you know try to try to change this? I mean, obviously, there was something today that that you covered uh, right. that they're hoping will, yeah, will help. Senator. Well, Senator Blumenthal came came down and basically outlined um, you know what what has been what's what was presented in Congress and vowed to you know gather the uh, congressional delegation all democrats i might add to oppose um this budget and bring it maybe a little bit more in line with um you know the the, the funding levels that they've had before um what uh, what has hud secretary uh benjamin carson had to say about this budget why does he think that uh this proposal is the way that the federal government should go um well, you know, Carson is a sort of pull yourselves up by your bootstraps um, kind of secretary um, in line with the Trump administration that believes, you know, instead of just continuing to build brick and mortar um, to invest in programs that achieve self-sufficiency and, you know, hopefully get uh, some of these, um, you know, get some of these residents um, in public housing um on their feet um you know it critics of that say that the cuts are too deep too steep to allow for that kind of programming and um you know it's it's just an untenable situation what are some of the kind of as you as you phrase them you know pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of programming uh you know what are some of the examples uh that he's given um well he he's talking about um investment in families and education and opportunities um you know he he talks about the um opportunity zones um that provide incentives to investors who um spend money in some of the neediest areas um to get tax breaks for doing that and providing opportunities for more people it's a it's a new program it started maybe a year ago meriden is um considered it's been designated an opportunity zone and do we see anything for uh, you know on the individual level things like uh, financial literacy or programs that would uh, benefit the individual uh, recipients or is it more you know macro level let's get some investment going kind of stuff yeah it's more macro level however um david i spoke briefly with the director of um resident services for the mha his name is david sunshine and he basically told me he looked up the budget to see if his programs were going to be cut, and he saw that his remained intact. Those are self-sufficiency programs. That's a program where they actually help the um, the residents save money, and some of them, many of them, have uh, gone on to buy houses. And obviously, those are things that I think everyone would agree are good. Right. You know, getting people out of right. public housing, getting them exactly. self-sufficient. Um, you know, and, and also, you know, getting investment in to build these things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you talk about critics uh, not thinking this is the right move, that this is too deep. Mm-hmm. Um, did they it elaborate will, on that? Did they? You yeah, know? It, because of the cuts to um, community block grants, um, the HOPE grant, the Housing Choice Program, 
Um, many of those things were um, supportive services for local families. I know Meriden had gone through a intense application um, uh, for a HOPE grant, and it involved, um, you know, every aspect, every social aspect of a resident's um, life, um, from education to preschool to health care, um, transportation. It was very, very comprehensive and very thorough. Cuts in community block grants impact those those programs and services, and that's where the critics are saying all those supportive services are going to be hurting. Right. Obviously, it's great to get people to be self-sufficient, but you have to strike a balance with having right. these services to get them there, and obviously mm-hmm. they need a house over their head in right. the first place. There's plenty of studies that right. look at the impact of, um, you know, having housing in the mm-hmm. first place and, and mm-hmm. whether, you know, the, the quality of education you're able to get and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, the ability to right. maintain jobs. Yeah, it's um, hard to find a job sometimes when you're in the bouncing around homeless mm-hmm. shelters. Right. Um, but certainly, I, I think everyone would agree, it's also good to help with, you know, financial literacy mm-hmm. uh, and, and helping people to sort of get their way out of public housing. Right. So obviously the debate is going to be where is that middle ground yeah and and the path it's going to take to get there Mm -hmm. yeah so mary ellen thanks for your time well thank you thank you for listening to this episode of the morning record if you like what you heard you can find us on soundcloud stitcher and itunes make sure you subscribe to our page so you know when new episodes are posted you'll also discover all the other great content from the record journals on the record podcast series Please give us a rating and review so that others can discover us too. Or cut out the middleman and just tell a friend or two. The opening theme was Ground Cayenne by The Good Louds. All on the record podcast are produced by RJ Staff. Mm-hmm.